What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of After the Game, a conversation with me and my dad, where we talk about the post-jazz game. My name is Spencer. Hey, and this is Barry the Dad, another episode of After the Game, and another jazz win, their seventh in a row. They beat the Washington Wizards in Washington, 123-98, a 25-point win. They're fourth in the row. They sweep on this road series four really really good teams what did you think spencer's you saw tonight with the final being us winning by 25 points so a look at the score is kind of like looking like the jazz just blew out the wizards which they did but it was going back and forth until about the third quarter and that's when the jazz really stole the game and mitchell usually has his best quarter in the third quarter Um, that's where he averages the most points but he came out hot i think he had about 17 quick points in the first half. It looked like we we're going to pull away at the beginning, but then uh, some of Washington's players like the uh, forward and um, what was the other one? Somebody else had like another huge dunk that kind of brought them back into the game in terms of energy. And then they seemed to maintain that energy throughout the majority of the first half. But then the second half came along and we just, we just took it to them. I think you mentioned that we scored about 75 points in the second half, which is a crazy amount. And why do you think that came from the Jazz in the second half versus the first half? You know, I saw a couple of statistics, and along the way, um, I've been listening to some podcasts. I think we're the best third-quarter team in the NBA as it pertains to scoring and the best second-half team. In the, a, in the NBA, either first or second. So that's your answer. We have been playing really well in the third quarter and in the second half in totality. I believe on this road trip, or man, maybe in the seven-game winning streak, we're winning by an average of 18 points a night. We are really in a groove right now, in the zone, whatever you want to call it. And you're right, Mitchell came out on in fuego tonight in that first half and had 17 he ended the night with 28 he very easily could have had so much more but he was in control hit his shots brought his teammates along and uh just a great win i will say this there's so many good highlights to touch upon tonight but again again our centers combined tonight scored 20 I got to get this right. 38 points and had 25 rebounds. It was 31 and 31 night before last and tonight 38 and and 25. So you got to give it to Rudy Gobert and to Hassan Whiteside for really playing well. And that one, two punch almost is like a one and a one punch. Rare night for Whiteside out rebound Gobert. He had 14 rebounds and he had four blocks. So he set he set the pace for us and helped us kind of get amped. It was scary though for a little bit um, with um, Utah or not Utah, but Washington's bench. They played really well. They with led by Neto, who used to play for the Jazz. So he kind of came out to play against his former team and he played well. He averages about seven points a game and he had 13 tonight but he was on track to score more than that. It's just we kind of figured it out in the second half, like we talked about. And a big takeaway is that we kept Washington under 100 points, which is the second game in the row where we kept our opponent underneath 100 points, which is what you want to do on a defensive aspect. And that came because we had a lot of forced turnovers for, for us that we took advantage of and, and made sure that they weren't getting 
too much of a rhythm, but it was tied at halftime or they were up. Washington was up at halftime. Right. And then we came back on that 75 point second half. And I mean, we're just doing what we do best. I mean, Gobert put up 20 points again, 11 rebounds with his double double. I think he's has one of the most double doubles in the league has some of the most, some of the most rebounds in the league or the most rebounds in the league. And then um, Clarkson did about 11 points, which is what he's averaging. And, and then Rudy Gay didn't really come out to play too much, neither did Ingles. But overall, we got the win, and it wasn't wasn't something we needed to worry about. Yeah, a road trip where they really play well. I think we're 10-3 and three now on the road. I'd have to go look at the standings. That's really, really good. Can you imagine if we wouldn't have lost to New Orleans, even though that was kind of the kick in the pants that we needed? Or if we wouldn't have lost to the Grizzlies on that last second shot? There's a lot of ifs in the league. And I'm sure every team could go around right now and say, what if we would have won that game or that game? But just those two games now, as we sit, I think we're 18 and seven. We could very easily be 20 and five right now, um, matching the Warriors and the Suns. Tonight, the Jazz actually don't have a very good three-point shooting percentage, shooting 33%, not bad, 13 of 39 but we weren't shooting that well. However, we end the night shooting 52% from the field. And here's a stat that I don't look at enough, but I do think that it makes a difference in jazz wins. We had 28 assists tonight, which means the ball was moving a lot of lobs, man. I don't know how many there were to Whiteside and Gobert, but a lot of lobs at the rim and just great night by both our centers. And, um, you know, you look at the wizards and I'll ask you this question. Bradley Beal had 21, five and five, but this is a Bradley Beal who is averaging, you know, 22 a night, but he didn't look like he was the superstar that we've seen in other nights. And I think that's because the jazz just played great defense. Yeah. I forgot. That's a good point. I kind of forgot he was there sometimes. I mean, as we talked about the second half kind of being a dominant performance by the jazz, it kind of got boring. And so it was, um, it, it, it kind of didn't feel like Beal was even there. They were missing Kuzma, which is their other all-star from the Lakers. Good point. And so, like, that that definitely has an impact. But um, still, I think the Jazz would have adapted and they still would have won if Kuzma was in. The Jazz are just at a different level, and it's showing. And, and it didn't really feel like Beal had a presence, even though he's going to go out and get his 20 points, 21 points. Um, Mitchell, another good news is Mitchell had a great dunk. So it's good to see him moving his legs and getting up um, to his kind of what he's been in the past. So it's good. It's so far so good. The road trip. Are, are we done with the road trip or do we have another game on the road? Uh, I think we're done for a minute. Let's just see where we are for games. We don't play. We play at home. I think now is it all the way until Wednesday. I might be missing a game here. I'm showing maybe our next game might be Wednesday against the Clippers at home so that might have been a quick four game road trip against as i mentioned before these clump of teams that are really good the wizards were eighth i think overall in the league going in tonight so this is one of the better teams that we've played you did point out that kuzma was out because of safety protocols so that would have hurt the wizards but let's face it we beat them by 25 and we beat them really good so very very proud of the jazz i mean we could go down the line tonight and look at a lot of what the jazz did right we haven't even mentioned a really good game i thought by bogdanovich in control 16 points four rebounds conley 11 points four rebounds you're right one thing that's a little interesting is rudy gay ended the night with three points 
but his presence, I think, has made a difference for this Jazz team. His time on the floor and his shots somewhat take away from Clarkson. However, I'm glad we have Rudy Gay. There's something I can't quite put my finger on as to why he makes a difference, but he does. I think there's a stat out there that since he rejoined, not rejoined, but since he got healthy and joined the team, our record is really, really good. What do you think about Rudy Gay? We talked about him and Whiteside. Would you rather have Whiteside or Favors, Gay or Niang? And I think each and every game is proving out we'd rather have Whiteside and Gay. For sure. And our my brother, Sam, mentioned during the game, he sent us a text that a healthy Whiteside might be one of the secrets to a championship this year. Um, obviously, people are giving credit to the Jazz for being a great um, season team, but it's the postseason that we want this year. That's the goal. And so I think Whiteside staying healthy, you can notice night and day, the center position just being a dominant uh, key for the Jazz and, and kind of how he continues to take that to the next level when he's in. Um, just kind of thinking out loud, moving around the league, the Warriors are playing right now against the 76ers, and I think this could be the night where Steph Curry passes Ray Allen. I thought he already had for some reason, but he is going to pass Ray Allen in most threes made. I think he's only like 10 away from beating the record. Yeah, the storyline there is, you're right, he's 10 away from getting the all-time record. He's playing tonight against his brother, Seth Curry. Um, 10 here was a stat I saw the other night, like the, the top five guys who have had 10 or more three point made field goals per game. Steph has like 22 and the next guy in line has five. This guy's the greatest shooter of all time. Hard for me to say, because I'm a definitely an eighties and nineties type fan, but Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. And right now it's still early in this game. I don't know why. This is such a late game, unless I got a late box score. They're, the Warriors, the Sixers are up 240 to 38, if that's what you're seeing. And Curry has two threes. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be hard for Steph to get 10. That's quite a feat. It would be fun to see him get it against his brother Seth. I just don't see it happening tonight. But what a run by um, Steph Curry in his career. What a run this season. He's put this Golden State team in a position to be a championship team and clay Thompson's not even back. So great, great feat by uh, Steph Curry. Do you consider him the greatest three point shooter of all time? Oh yeah. It's, that's not even a question. I think he did it in half the time of Ray Allen as well. I think Ray Allen took him double the amount of gains almost for him to set that record. And I mean, Curry just did it in half the time. He still has a little bit to go. Yeah, I, I mean, the game has changed quite a bit and the game has changed because of Steph Curry more teams are shooting threes I think coaches and general managers noticed that three points are more than two <laughs> and that if you have a really good three-point shooting team no matter how often they miss the percentages fall in their favor so Steph Curry in and of himself changed the game but you're right he's done it in less games but quite frankly the game has changed to come to him to shoot more threes than those guys earlier in his career. Yeah, so we play the Clippers next on Wednesday. I think I'm actually going to be at that game. I just realized if that's the next game on Wednesday. We won. You're, you're, you're going. You're going to the game. Yeah, we on the rate on like I think it's Coney Country. I think McKinley ends. My wife entered to play, and, and we won tickets. So stop. Yeah, I forgot it. Did I not tell you? To tell you. Pretty cool. Are they bench side bench bench? Are they uh, courtside seats? They're pretty nice tickets. Pretty sure. Oh, 
look at you guys. I haven't been in like two That'll be fun. Years. You know, that's going to be a good game. I mean, let's let's look really quick at what you're going to see here because um, I think the Clippers, despite having Kawhi Leonard on the bench, if you look at – I usually look at the league just to see where teams are. They're the 10th best league team in the league, 15 and 12 right now. So that's going to be a game. And this is a team that's kind of got us mentally in their back pocket. Yeah, For, to yeah. be up 2-0 in the playoff series last year and then get run out in a four-game winning streak by the Clippers, it didn't taste good. It didn't feel good. This team has us mentally. Let's see what the Jazz do coming home, getting a little bit of a rest and going after the Clippers. But um, they're going to actually play um, – just trying to see what their schedule looks like before they come to us. They're going to play. Um, boy, they're going to play Phoenix. They play in Orlando at home. So they play Phoenix on Monday and then us on Wednesday. So it'll be kind of fun to see. Yeah, it'll be, it's always a good game against them. And I mean, I think Paul George is having a great season. So he's finally making, making it happen. Yep. Yep. I, I made a mistake earlier. I mean, we're now 19 and seven. If my, if my schedule is updated here, that's really good. That's a game more than the Brooklyn Nets. And it's only two and a half games behind golden state and Phoenix. And should golden state lose tonight, we'll pull within another half game there. So, so proud of the jazz. What I made mention is the game um, ended tonight. I think I'm seeing a jazz team that actually might be one of the greatest of all time. The way that they're winning, the way that they're playing, no disrespect to the team that I love of Stockton, Malone, Hornacek, all of those great players, but it's pretty magical. I was listening to, this is kind of a fun one. I was listening to um, David Locke's Locked on Jazz podcast and he said since the 2016, maybe 2015, 2016, or 2016, 2017 season, which is four or five or six seasons, we are the winningest team in the NBA. Really? And if you switch it one year, we're second behind Milwaukee. So the point here is if you're a jazz fan and you've been a jazz fan over the last five to six years, where most people have been jazz fans for a lot longer than that. You're watching the last five years, some of the greatest jazz basketball you've ever seen. And it's so much fun tonight. Mitchell is absolutely locked in. That guy has the drives going that we used to see in his rookie season and his year two, year three. And now he's got the three point shot really falling very well deserved as player of the week last week quite arguably could get it this week the way he's played this week as well. I agree. And I, they just got to do it in the playoffs. I know we're far from it. Being healthy is going to help a lot, but it's, it's, it feels good beating good teams and they seemed a little bit more composed than they have been in the past, a little bit more um, playoff oriented and thinking more about the long-term rather than just getting excited over a couple wins. So it feels good being a jazz fan right now for, for sure. It's going to be hard in the next couple of days waiting for the next game, but I, I think it'll be good for the Jazz to be back home and resting and we can keep this win streak going. Do you know, is it seven in a row then? Let's see if we can keep us going and not, not 
I think it, I think 21 or 22 was our longest winning streak last year. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I see us. You're right that we go on these streaks, and again, if that stat that David Locke shared is correct, and I'm not doubting it, I just don't have it in front of me. The last five years, we've been a very big winning team, and you go on streaks like this. Right now in the NBA, um, I'm looking at winning streaks. We by far have the longest as I scroll down. We've won seven in a row, as we know. And the only other team, the Clippers have won three in a row. So let's say the Clippers win their next two games. This could be a clash of unbeatens or winning streak teams in the NBA. Um, You know, you look all the way one through 30, and it's just as painful that we have two losses this year that came at the hands of Orlando in Orlando and new Orleans in Utah and their teams 28 and 29. Wouldn't it be so great to have those games back? But I think like last time we talked about this kind of because of kicking the pants, losing to new Orleans on the front end of that back to back at home and look what it's done to us since. Definitely. Um, feels good having healthy players. And we definitely got the team for it. Our coaches. Yeah. Hey, I, I, have a, I have a question and kind of put you on the spot. I know I lamented maybe on the podcast or in our exchanges about Trent Forrest and his minutes. But I got to tell you tonight, he had some minutes early on in the second quarter that gave Mike Conley a rest. He made a bucket. He made some good choices and passes. Really, really impressed with how Trent Forrest played tonight you have any thoughts on that or do you like what you're seeing there? And I guess what I'm saying is when you go to his stats tonight or his time on the floor to give you some thought, some time to think about this, he played six and a half minutes had three points and three rebounds. Any thoughts on Trent Forrest in those six minutes? So his plus minus was seven. So he had a seven point benefit. It's interesting because we just play such a deep, because even only played tonight, so we play like such a deep roster. It's kind of interesting because we have these veterans that need rest and we have people in our, I mean, in order to shoot well, your legs have to be good. That's not saying that Conley doesn't get a lot of minutes. He gets 25 minutes, but I guess the timing, you got to trust Quinn Snyder on the timing. I don't necessarily love Trent Forrest coming in too often. I, I'd rather see Mitchell or, or Conley playing a full qu- first quarter and so, and something like that. But um, he did have a couple good passes, a good lob for an alley-oop and played well. I just don't know. I mean, for our system, it works pretty good, I guess. I just don't necessarily. necessarily yeah. Necessarily. I, and I, I, to me. I don't know. It's not like, it's not like we're winning games because we have Trent Forrest for six minutes. Yeah. Good point. I put you on the spot a little bit on that one. Um, I, but those three minutes or four minutes, I'm, I'm really retracting and doing a 180 from my own thoughts last week or two weeks ago. It's giving Mike Conley three or four minutes more on the bench. And you brought this up last podcast. Conley's playing back-to-backs. And it might be because he is getting those three or four-minute breathers and less time on the court because of those minutes by Trent Forrest. So got to trust the coach. And uh, I thought he looked good tonight. Yeah, I was under great composure. And boy, we beat a really good Wizards team. And not only we beat him, we beat him bad. So what a win by the Jazz. Yeah, I think so. And feels good to, to keep it going. Um, anything else? What else is going on? Anything else? Uh, I 
you know, we covered it. You know, lots of games coming at us. We'll take a little bit of a break now. Be back at it with the Clippers. Um, hopefully you'll enjoy that game live and in person. We'll love to get your thoughts as you see the team play. But um, a lot of fun to be a Jazz fan right now. Be proud of it. Watch it. You're watching Superstars night in and night out. Enjoy watching Steph Curry set a record that more than likely will never be broken again in my mind. So a lot of fun. Great. Well, that was fun. Thanks, Dad. All right. Thanks, Spencer. Good night. Bing bong. Bing bong.